From the beginning of the Torah, humans have a fraught relationship with knowledge. The essence of da'at, knowledge, in Adam's world is the tree of knowledge, Eitz Hadat, of good and evil, Genesis 2.9. Adam is instructed to eat of all the trees, but not from the tree of knowledge, Genesis 2.17. When the snake speaks to the woman about the tree, he claims that once they eat of this tree, they will be like God, knowing good and bad, Yod'e Tov Vara, Genesis 3.5. It's not clear what kind of knowledge is represented by this tree. It could mean moral knowledge, as in the difference between good and bad. Of course, one has to ask, why would God want to prevent humans from moral knowledge? Or it could mean sexual knowledge. The first thing Adam and his wife realize once they eat from the tree is that they're naked. Perhaps it is knowledge of everything, where good and bad is a phrase that means from good to bad and everything in between. Rabbi Yehuda suggests a different approach. In trying to figure out what the fruit of this tree was, none of the rabbis suggest it was an apple, Rabbi Yehuda teaches something novel. As it's taught in Abraita, the tree that Adam Harishon ate from, what was it? Rabbi Yehuda said it was wheat, for a baby doesn't know how to call Abba and Ima until it tastes the taste of wheat. She'ena tinok yodea likrot Abba va'ima, in this conception, the tree of knowledge was actually very tall wheat. When babies eat wheat, that is, solid food, they are beginning to form the capacity for language. In the example Rabbi Yehuda brings, this capacity for knowledge is used to develop formative relationships, here with one's parents. We use language not only to speak, but also to relate and connect. The words the baby says are not random. They are the names of the baby's parents. Knowing how to speak is the basis for relationship. Indeed, the first time Adam speaks, albeit before he eats from the fruit, he names Chava, the very first human relationship in the Torah's narrative. Throughout this year of Divrei Torah, I will draw connections between our weekly parasha and some of the prayers in our tradition, shedding light on both as they are held in relation to each other. I've been teaching about prayer for years, and through this weekly Dvar Torah, I'm excited to offer many more insights into the world of prayer, as seen through the weekly parasha. Let's see how this week's parasha connects to one of the most fundamental request prayers in our liturgy. Almost every line or phrase of our prayers are drawn from the Bible, and there's a long tradition of examining the connections between the two. As Rabbi David Abudraham, writing in 14th century Spain, notes in the beginning of his book-length commentary on prayer, you should know that the language of prayer is based on the language of Scripture. Therefore, you will find written in this commentary on every word of prayer a verse like it or relating to its essence. Abudraham is saying something profound here. Prayer and Torah are intimately linked. We often assume that prayer is us speaking to God and Torah is God speaking to us. Prayer uses human language and is invented by human authors. But the relationship is in fact more complex. Abu Draham's claim argues for a different conception. Our prayers use God's language to speak back to God. Our core prayers could have been written in the vernacular, see Mishnah Sota 7.1, but instead, they are constructed entirely in the Hebrew idiom of the Bible. 
Language is limiting and imperfect. How could we use it to communicate with God? The answer of the Siddur is, we aren't using regular human language, but rather the holy God-infused language of the revealed Torah. In fact, we may need God's help to pray, and that is the focus of this week's connection between the parasha and the Siddur. The first request we make of God in the weekday Amidah is to grace us with knowledge. We begin this blessing with an account of God's ability to do this with humans, or more accurately, with Adam. Atachonein la'adam da'at. You grace people, or Adam, with knowledge. And teach humans, or Enosh, discernment. Grace us from you, knowledge, discernment, and intelligence. Blessed are you, Hashem, who graces knowledge. Baruch atah Hashem, chonein hadad. What is the knowledge we're praying for in this blessing? There are many options corresponding to the numerous synonyms for knowledge used in the blessing itself. However, I prefer to look at this through the lens of Rebbe Yehuda's identification of knowledge, the capacity for words to form a relationship. In light of this association with Adam and Dad, Perhaps we are asking God for the knowledge to speak in prayer, and through that speech, to be able to connect to God. Why recall this scene of Adam and knowledge in this blessing? Perhaps this blessing is an opportunity to rewrite the relationship between God, people, and knowledge. God certainly did not grace Adam with knowledge originally. Adam stole it. But in our blessing, we're trying to reformulate that fraught relationship. We praise God for gracing Adam and us with Da'at, even as we ask for Da'at from God, Me'idcha. This blessing affords us an opportunity to envision a different connection to our acquiring of knowledge and to use that knowledge to deepen relationships with other humans and with God. Shabbat Shalom.